And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the lovable, the huggable, the unstoppable Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm a bit tired, and uh, people get to see into my bedroom today because we're trying out something new. It's horrible. For the it's first time. It's, I don't know, people will have all those, oh, this is where the magic happens, blah, 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 stuff. Um, I'm <laughs> way too old MT, for that shit. This is an uh, MTV, man. This is an yeah, MTV. welcome to my crib. It's really boring. You can see Lego boxes and, and PS5 boxes. And honestly, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just chilling here in my office. So, you know, it has like... It's a bit more stuff. interesting. People will probably make jokes about how SM compatible my bed is. Can I, because I can tie people up to my bed, but that's not weird. <laughs> no. Yep. Oh, no, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. But, but, um, we're here to not talk about weird SM stuff in your bedroom. We're no. here to talk about video games. Exactly. And uh, it's been a little bit of a slow week. Um, if we're talking about stuff that is actually kind of interesting to talk about. Um, we do have some follow-up-ish kind of news. Um, so, And also a bunch of just... I think this is the summer of delays, by the way, because there's like a bunch of delays been announced. Yeah. Um, actually, let's start with that, because I think um, that's going to be quick to talk about. Um, we missed it because it was a couple of weeks ago, and it was on, announced on Twitter. So, you know. Hey, you're okay. on Twitter, so you should know. I am, but um, I haven't been on Twitter recently for, like, the past month. Why? I, uh, I didn't feel like being on Twitter for a while, so I... Okay. Only went there if I got like a notification, and for some reason the notifications don't really work on mobile. For some reason, hmm. I might need to log back in or something. Maybe the mobile app is being stupid. But um, for Spoken got delayed, which yes. we missed. Um, they also released a new trailer, releasing the new date. I think it's January twenty third. Something um, like that. Yeah. Something like that. And the trailer that they released on Twitter exclusively, by the way is a very poorly put together trailer um which is kind of it kind of puts the game in a not so great light despite the fact that we could we've seen the game before and it looks like it has potential and the potential is still in the trailer it's just not edited well you know yeah but i think like the people that are excited for that game are still excited for that game oh, i sure. don't think a trailer like this will uh ruin the effect for them it's just that, um, you know, people are dying to see more about the game. And this just kind of messes, it kind of takes away their excitement because it's like the third or the fourth time now that this game got delayed. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. But I guess nobody wants to be the next Cyberpunk. So that's probably why they're delaying it. Well, speaking of uh, delaying and not being the next Cyberpunk, uh... Midnight Suns just got delayed. Yep. And also the second or third delay for that one. Yeah, this I think this is the I think the second one. Second, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is fine, I guess. I mean they finally showed gameplay um during E3. They, yeah, they've been doing a gameplay series. Summer of games. Yeah, um, they've been doing like gameplay videos around their characters because I saw one around Captain America the other day mm -hmm. and there's some video around Wolverine going up today and stuff like that. So they mm -hmm. are doing more and more. 
who haven't seen that one, I want to watch that. Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, from what have I seen? From what I've seen, it basically looks like XCOM with Marvel characters, which honestly I don't mind because I really enjoyed XCOM. So um, yeah, I'm up for that. I think this is probably the least XCOM games Firaxis has made so far. Um, it has like the basic structure, but from the gameplay that I've seen, it does things a bit more different, right? Because you're dealing with way more factors when it comes to like superpowered beings. Um, yeah, it's not just like you know you walk around and like pew pew shoot shoot a- shooty shooty aliens and shooty shoot humans. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's Captain America doing his Captain America stuff, throwing his shield, you know. It's Spider-Man flipping around. It's Wolverine being a total badass as always. And, um, yeah, I. it looks really cool. It's a shame that it got delayed, but you know what? I'd rather have it be delayed than come out being absolute, complete crap and needing, like, a bunch of updates to, you know, get it back to speed. I think a lot of people have learned from that, and... Um, you, you know, in the past, it felt like I mean, it's not something Ubisoft used to do a lot. It's like they just throw out the game and then they just bring out updates to fix it and to get it to the point where it initially should have been. Uh, but I think that the com- the gaming community itself has kind of gotten a little fed up with that, and I think Cyberpunk added a lot of uh, to that as well. So now I think a lot of developers feel the pressure to like nail it from day one because you can you can see that with Battlefield 2042, it came out, it was really bad. And um, it, the, the community was not forgiving, even though DICE is still pouring a lot of resources in it. It's nowhere near what it could have been. And honestly, I don't think it's ever going to be where it could be, especially with Modern Warfare 2 coming out. They had one narrow window last year and they kind of wasted the opportunity. So Yeah. Um, no matter how good that game is going to get, I don't think... I don't think it's gonna recapture people's imagination unless a new game comes out, um, yeah. or, or they make a really big fuss about a big like a really big update that like fixes everything and adds like a bunch of more stuff. Or they could go the free to play route and kind of create like a Warzone type experience, and then have it be really good. But mm. um, I think because there are rumors going around and it's being confirmed here and there that. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 is going to have a new game mode called DMZ, which is basically going to be their version of Tarkov, Escape from Tarkov. So um, this could be the next trend when it comes to multiplayer games. So if Modern Warfare nails this game mode, I can see all multiplayer games in the next few years getting this type of mode. Um, And yeah, I mean, Escape from Tarkov has has been out for years or has been in beta for years, but it's a it's an independent game, so sometimes you need a big billion dollar property like a Modern Warfare to propel this kind of genre or or multiplayer type forward, so it gets more attention. And if it succeeds, I wouldn't be surprised if Fortnite gets it, and Apex Legends gets it, and maybe other shooters pop up and and have these types of game modes. So I don't um, think Fortnite would ever get something like Escape from Tarkov, considering how technical it is um so i don't think that's going to be the case at least for that franchise but i can see like you saying that it comes to other you know first person shooter franchises that are in that same kind of vein 
it'll, um, it'll probably be like a casual version of Escape from Tarkov because, yeah. you know, Modern Warfare needs to appeal to the 11, 12 year old that needs to shout and call your mom and your dad, all sorts of stuff, you know? So <laughs> oh, I goodness. am so looking forward to that again. No, I don't. No, I'm me not. neither. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. that we don't swear on this show. Otherwise, I would have said the things that some of these kids say. Please don't. Yeah. Um, that'll be an absolute nightmare for me to edit. Um, but yeah, outside of Midnight Sun being delayed and new modes being added, Hogwarts Legacy also got delayed this week. Hogwarts Legacy also got delayed. And honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. We we talked about this off uh, off the podcast. But I do want to rectify a statement here. It's not like I exclusively love Japanese games, first and foremost. They are a primary love for me. I love them because of how they play and how they are and the stories that they tell. That doesn't mean that I don't like Western games. And it wasn't like I wasn't looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. But from what I've seen, it didn't really entice me enough. I'm not surprised it got delayed. I honestly saw this coming. Yeah, because... My, I mean, my reaction was a big sarcastic, oh, no, we didn't see this coming when the news <laughs> broke. So, uh, I mean, yeah, we had the state of play. Actually, no, yep. let's go back a little bit further. We have the initial reveal before the PlayStation 5 launched. It was at a PlayStation Showcase, yeah. Yeah. Then a whole year of nothing. Yep. Then we had the state of play this year earlier. It got delayed after that whole year of nothing. Yeah, it got delayed after a whole year of nothing. We got the state of play earlier this year, like in February. And then they said it was coming out at the end of this year, which I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and then we got, you know, recently the delay announcement. So that was like, yeah, that makes absolutely sense because after the state of play, you haven't shown anything. You weren't at, uh, Jeff Keighley's summer event. Um, you weren't nowhere to be found. Nothing was said, no little updates. So it makes sense that you got delayed till next year. But the question is when next year? Because they said it, when I think yeah if, Wait, they yeah did. I think they did give a release date because they, they said that the Switch version will get a release date later. But... Oh yeah, but that, they announced that like um, beforehand that the Switch version actually it's February tenth, twenty twenty three that it's coming out, oh, and right. then the Switch okay. version will launch at a later, later date, dates. but it yeah. will be revealed soon. Yeah, but they said that I think. After the state of play revealed that it was going to be a multi-platform game, including the Switch, which again is like, I sure. honestly don't think it's gonna. If it's gonna be a native version on the Switch, I don't think it's gonna be a good version. If it's not gonna be, a, well, we don't know what it's gonna be. We don't know if it's gonna be a cloud version because that's a possibility. Yeah, but I feel like if it was gonna be a cloud version, they would have said so from the get-go because, like, with for example, with Dead by uh, sorry, with Dying Light Two. When they announced the Switch version, they immediately said, yes, the first game, so Dying Light 1, native version on Switch. Apparently, it runs like butter, which is crazy. Um, but the second game is going to be cloud. They said yep. it straight up. There's no reason to like pretend that it's not coming to cloud or giving people the false hope that it's not going to have a native version. So either come out of the gate and say that you're going to have a native version or not. Because even with uh, Dying Light, 
that version, even though it's a cloud version, got delayed so that they could get the cloud version ready for Switch. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the deal is uh, with with, uh, with Hogwarts Legacy. There's a, There's way too many questions that need answering before we get something more concrete. And yeah, they're saying February 10th. Sure. I'm almost willing to make a wager on this that it's not going to hit February 10th. I think it's plausible to come out next because they have, well, it's August now, but they have like six months to get it to a place where it's good. So I think a lot can happen in six months. All right, all right, okay. So I I will say it is possible if by next week, because next week is uh, Gamescom. If we get a trailer at Gamescom, I will believe that it's coming out February 10th. If we don't hear anything at Gamescom, if we don't see it hide nor hair at the Game Awards, that game is getting delayed again. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we, we'll see. That's my that's my hunch. That's my instinct. Yeah, it's, it's possible. <laughs> Oh man, I I don't know. I really hope that when they do re re reveal, is that the right word to use? There's yeah, no sure, reveal. They've right. already revealed. It's just like when well, they just. I hope the next some... time they show a new trailer, it's way more exciting than what I saw. I mean, don't get me wrong; it looked cool. It didn't look exciting to me. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, you. Um, but yeah, outside of that, um, so I still okay. think God of War is going to get delayed this year. Oh yeah, I still, yeah. I still have. I think they might do like a a minor delay, like what they've done in the past with other games, that they'll push it to December, and then they push it again to next year, or they just push it directly to next year to March or February. I think if they're going to push it, they're probably going to push it to February. Yeah, February, March. Because usually the months that Sony brings out major titles is February, March, April. Mm-hmm. So I see it shifting to Q1, Q2 next year. And I mean, at this point, honestly, I don't mind. I mean, it's they have... Honestly, it'll be in their favor to do it because this year at the Game Awards, we already know what's going to happen. It's going to be Elden Ring versus God of War. And I think Elden Ring is going to get Game of the Year. Oh yeah! So absolutely. it's only in their it's it's in their best interest to just heck they might even do it for that reason to just push it to next year, so that they can have uh, Game of the Year for next year. I don't know. I think I think they'd welcome the challenge if I'm going to be completely honest to like go up against Elden Ring. Um, because and let's be real, both games are not the same kind of game, right? True. They're action games, but they're both very different action games. One is a very hardcore, old school kind of difficulty, you know, like gamer get good kind of game. Whereas God of War, Ragnarok is way more, you know, story driven, um, you know, telling a saga. Um, I would honestly not be surprised that by the end of that game, uh, we get hints of a third game. And that they end yeah. up doing a trilogy. Could be. I think Mike, they've uh oh no, I think that's initially that like in the, No, 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 because initially okay. they said they might have gone to Egypt, for example, which before they went to the whole Norse mythology thing. So 
But I mean, there's no stopping them to going to other places. Kratos in Egypt, that's... Maybe he wants to trade in the wintry place for a nice hot place so he can get a tan and, you know, just relax. He can never get a tan and you know why. I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess... But I think it's unlikely they would they would delay it for something that petty. To to, to be honest, to be completely uh, you don't know because there have been rumors going around that Sony wants all of their games to score like uh, eighty six or higher on a Metacritic. Wasn't that like so, three years ago? I think last year. So I mean, to maximize on sales and blah blah blah. I mean, it's I can understand it. I mean, it's just business. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, you know what, let's just push it the next year to a moment that there's not a lot happening um give the developer some more time to polish it yeah i mean it still could come out this year i, I know that a lot of people are hoping that it's coming out this year mm, yeah i mean i don't it's 50 at this point it's 50 50 to me that it's coming out this year it yep. would be great if it came out this year because if it got pushed back to like say february anything in february is you know like completely ruined i mean hogwarts gets ruined um considering the fact that Forspoken is coming out the the end of January, it'll have a very brief time to shine yep. if it if it moved to February, unless it moved to like February twenty eighth or something. Um, which also seems like highly unlikely if they were to move it. Um the only other date that I can assume they'd move it is March, but that is also very close to the fiscal end of the fiscal year for Sony. Um, since their fiscal year, just like Nintendo, ends in March on March thirty first. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know if that's worth. I don't know if it's worth it for them to delay it to that late. Um, I still think it's gonna still gangbuster regardless of what time it releases. But it's, I don't know. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of. Um, we're also getting Breath of the Wild 2 next year, so they don't want to go up against that. So, But my question is, do those two overlap in terms of audience? I mean, if... Well, I think, yeah, because... I mean, let's be honest. You might not like it, and for you, it's not the same. Mm. But I think for a lot of people, the Switch is a supplemental handheld slash console so they have like either an xbox or a playstation which is their main console i mean yeah and then that's their switch what is their supplemental thing yeah. so in this case maybe a lot of people are like hey i haven't touched my switch in months breath of the wild was a great game let me buy the sequel and play that first and then maybe i'll go back to god of war later because you know i've played a lot of blockbuster games on my playstation or xbox but now you're assuming that people would rather play Breath of the sequel to Breath of the Wild than God of War, which is I mean they're both is, heavyweights. Is, yeah, they are both heavyweights. But I think it's the exact opposite. I think people would rather, if it was delayed, they'd rather play God of War first. I don't know because Breath of the Wild has its fair share of delays as well. Yes, um, and we still don't know why. Cause... And probably Breath of the Wild will probably come out with a Switch hardware revision so that there is extra excitement for people to play that game because they get their hands on some fancy, shiny new hardware. Assuming it comes out after March, yes. I don't yeah. Because they've already said... Um... 
the Nintendo president has already said during the last fiscal uh, meeting that there's not going to be any kind of new Switch hardware this fiscal year, meaning the fiscal year ending on March 31st, 2023. They could um, still announce it in this fiscal year. No, they can announce it, but it's not releasing. So if it's I mean, I, to... I can't imagine them doing it in February, March, announcing it then, and then saying it's coming out in the holiday season. No, there mean, is no other hardware coming out next holiday season, at least not that we know of. I mean, the way they announced the Switch was they announced it in January, and then they said it came out in March. So if we go by that logic, they would announce something like that in either February or March, and then it they would could come do out it in before like the... April or May. Yeah, so that counts in the new fiscal year. Yeah. So in in in, uh, in either case, uh, hmm, that would actually be a rip. honestly, I would, you know, like jokes aside, I would actually love to see that 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 sales like versus between like God of War and Breath of the Wild sequel because I want to know like where, like the Venn diagram of like video game players that play both games, right? Like how big is that chunk? Yeah. Um, it could be small, but it also could be way bigger than we thought. Because yeah, look exactly. at when uh, Breath of the Wild came out and Horizon. To be fair, Horizon was a yeah. new IP, but yeah. there's people like instantly, especially in the review sphere, compared both of them. Yeah. Like a lot. Despite the fact that they're kind of not the same. Exactly. Outside of outside of being an open world um, game, yeah. So, yeah. Um, hmm, wow, that would again that would actually suck if, like, for example, Breath of the Wild came out in February <laughs> <laughs> alongside First Spoken. Oh, sorry, no, First Spoken is January. Sorry again. Um, no, I don't think Breath of the Wild sequel is coming out in January. I think if anything, it'll probably be February or March. Or if it does tie into a new console release, uh, April and beyond. I yeah. At this point, everything's uh, possible. Yeah, you know what's what's also apparently possible. No, a new a new Iron Man game from EA. So you remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about uh, potentially a single player. Uh, Black, Black Panther, Panther game being yeah. made by EA. Now there's a new rumor that says the same thing is happening, but for Iron Man? Um, I think they have to because they had the Star Wars license exclusively and then it go- went away yeah. so that they're looking at something else. Um, I have said from the beginning that if EA is going to do a Star Wars, uh, an Iron Man game, they have to use the flight tech in Anthem because that was literally just Iron Man. So... They either have to have Bioware do it or they need to have that mechanic in there because that was just so smooth. Yeah. Uh, dang it, I can't... Uh, it's I can't see in the article which studio from EA would be working it's on. A, it's a fairly new studio, I believe. Yeah. But uh, Jeff Grubb dropped that that bomb on, uh, uh, on, I think, an interview online or something or like another podcast. Yeah, it could be. So... And Jeff Grubb is like, is Jeff Grubb is kind of like um, Jason Schreier. Jason Schreier, wherein you know he gets all like the good, like juicy rumors, um, and they have a both of them have a very high um, credibility in that regard of it actually being fact. 
uh, ending up being fact. So I wouldn't put it past him to spill the beans on something like that big. So yeah, EA making Marvel games. Um, we haven't had a Marvel game triple uh, A like that. Well, since Marvel's Avengers uh, from Crystal Dynamic. Um, and Are just, we, oh no, I wait, think you're confusing it's... because that was not a triple A game. <laughs> no, that was an attempt to a triple A game. I think is that better? You could either say that Guardians of the Galaxy was a triple A game. Oh, that and was if definitely you don't count AAA that game. one, then you can at least say then Spider Man, Miles Morales was the last one. Mm, I'm still counting Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Yeah. But Miles Morales, fantastic game as well. Um and you know it, Marvel Spider Man, of course. The PC version came out uh, this week. Yeah, 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 or last are, week, and it's and really good on the PC. Really like, oh, it works so great on the Steam Deck. I'm like, yeah, cool for like the ten people that have the Steam Deck. That's great. Well, but again, with the Steam Deck, I saw, for example, if you want to buy one, you can get it before the end of the year. So they have stepped up their supply. That's considerably. Still that's still what six months. Yeah, but I think that's like at the worst, you'll get it at the end of the month. I think you can still oh, at wait, the end, the of, the end year. of the month. Oh, and, the, no, no, so end of the year. Yeah, so I think okay. you can still get it earlier. And what I love about the Steam Deck is that it has created this new category for, for PC gamers. For yeah. PC gamers, and for example, Sony created a dedicated PC gamers website saying PlayStation on PC or something like that, and oh. they're highlighting all their games that they have brought to PC, and almost all of the games they have brought to PC are Steam Deck verified. So. Even though Sony doesn't make their own handheld, they're basically saying you can take all of the PlayStation games on the go with you and still have a great experience. If you have a Steam with, Deck. If you have a Steam Deck. But what you're seeing now is that, for example, Aya, which is a Chinese company, I believe, mm-hmm. they are churning out even more and more different variations of their handhelds with different PC hardware. Oh, did so, you see the Air? Yeah, the, the Air, for example, is pretty cool. It has an OLED screen. It's a smaller device, but... Um, it runs Windows on it, so you can play games on it as well. Yeah. And I mean, it's not are... perfect, but it works. Exactly. And what you need in this in this market right now is a lot of competition because it will drive the price down. It will drive innovation forward. Heck, who knows? Maybe another company, a big company, might join this market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll eventually have a new portable PC gaming category, which will... Um, as long as it, as long as Steve, uh, Valve does not kill off the Steam Deck early, like they had did with the Steam Machine, I'm all. I honestly for it. don't think they will because one thing that they have really nailed is that they have so many games coming to the Steam Deck that are being verified, and yeah. when it's verified, you know it runs great on the Steam Deck. So I think that that their push to get it as many games as possible verified, so they can basically guarantee. Gamers like, hey, you'll have a great experience on this. And since it's a lot of AAA games like Death Stranding, Spider-Man, Days Gone, you name it. There's, I think Spy- Cyberpunk is uh, verified. I mean, you can take a lot of these games on the go, you know, and that's something completely different than you sitting at home on your couch with your controller or behind your PC. And you can still dock the Steam Deck if you want to make it a PC experience out of it. Mm, yeah, with... Very okay, at least from initial reportings that I heard, the docking experience needs work. No, definitely. Um, and uh, honestly, I still feel that the Steam Deck needs a revision before I it think gets that's, like that's probably in the works, mainstream. yeah. 
because yeah. it's still really big and bulky. Yeah. Um, and I, I think they that's, might that's why a lot the of air, stuff. Exactly. That's why the air is very appealing, despite the fact yeah. that it's tiny um, yeah. and has a smaller screen. Even though it's 1080p, it's still a smaller screen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's cool to see. It's cool to see. And yeah. I really hope that it drives the prices down. You know, unlike some other company that for some reason decided that they need to increase the price of their hardware. Yeah, but I can I can see a, a new version coming out, which is basically a light version, which for example ditches the touchpads because I don't know how often the touchpads are used. I think like the main input are the analog sticks. So I can see a version mm. coming out that doesn't have like the 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 specific triggers having like cheaper triggers and having not having the touchpads well, the and not having the, the fancy analog sticks. The problem with the iNeo Air, yeah, is that the controls on it is very finicky because it's it's still running Windows. I'm it's talking about a, the Steam Deck. Yeah, I know, way. but the problem okay. with that one because you're you're talking about the 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 the, the touchpads. The reason why the touchpads exist is so that you have finite mouse controls. Mm-hmm. For when you're playing, like say, like an RTS or something like that, mm-hmm. you can't use the controller for that. That that doesn't really work unless you dock yeah. um, the Steam Deck. Yeah, um, you kind of don't have that with the uh, iNeo Air because for that you'd either have to connect a wireless mouse, and that also seems to be a little bit finicky um, because of the drivers, and also not mm-hmm. all the drivers are compatible with the with the Air. Um, because you know it's a very bespoke piece of hardware, um, so I think the pads are here to stay for just the convenience of that. I don't know. I mean, like they could do a lot of stuff to cut down on the hardware and to make it cheaper to bring out like a two ninety nine version. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess they could. I mean, the screen is eighty eight hundred p, so they don't necessarily need to have an OLED for that. It makes it look cleaner. Like yeah. on the switch, uh, on the switch OLED, but they don't need it. So if they really wanted to cut back on cost, they probably would make one with just like uh, a, a, an LCD screen or an but LED the display screen. that's in in it now is already an LCD. No, it's an OLED, right? As far as I know, it's not an OLED Wait, display. Wait, it's not? Huh. Uh, no. Oh, that's interesting. I thought it was. Hmm. Now I'm really curious. <laughs> With a seven-inch touchscreen display, because um, I thought it was. Oh yeah, you're, you're right. It's LCD. It's an IPS is... LCD display. Oh, that is weird. Yeah. Huh. Then mm-hmm. I don't know what they would do to like save on cost. Other they than do using... a smaller display. That is a possibility. I'm assuming a cheaper, more uh, energy-efficient chip. Yeah, would probably also save on it as well. Um, maybe not having RTX. But I I think... yeah, I mean, there's a lot of possibilities for them. Hmm. Yeah, I think something like that. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of ways they can cut costs, and ev- and I'm assuming eventually, and I'm not saying. Eventually, in the short term, I'm saying eventually in the long term, because the semiconductor shortage is still a thing. Um, so I don't know when the prices of those you know, components are going to start actually coming down at a reasonable rate, because um, that is also a thing. Um, at the very least, 
I think I don't know. I think I I think Microsoft or Sony and definitely Nintendo have already said they're not gonna jack up the prices of their consoles. No. So that's that's actually good news to hear. Um, we did also hear that the production of uh, dang it, I want to say the PlayStation Five got improved a while back. Or they they're they striving to improve it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They made a promise to improve it by the end of by the holiday season. Yeah, so they want to make sure that they have more units in stores for the holiday season. And that they're doing any, everything in their power to increase supply and that they are actually seeing a difference in that because uh, because of the crypto crash, to put it that way, there's a lot of the demand for GPUs has dropped considerably. Like, mm. for example, NVIDIA has a lot of excessive stock in warehouses just gathering dust because nobody's interested in GPUs because they don't want to mine. Yeah. So they're even talking about doing a phased launch that they will introduce their new generation of GPUs that they will only do one model this year and then they will do the rest next year. Whereas normally they just say, we have four new GPUs, they're coming out each month is one and these are the prices that they're only going to do like a 4090 this year and then next year they'll do like a 4080 and a 4070 just so that they can get out of of that stock they have. And they're doing also a lot of price uh, cuts and and discounts and whatnot just to sell as much units as they can. When are they going to be announcing the new, the new graphics cards anyways? The rumors have it that it's going to be August or September. Well, well, almost at the end of August. So probably in September. So it can come out in October. Nice. I'm, yeah. look, I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm hoping that through that, you know, the the the, 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 third, the 3000 series gets like a decent mark down. Um, yeah. So that then building a PC is actually viable again. Yeah, um, with like decent graphics <laughs> that that don't get uh, that don't get out of date in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think that's about it. Unless there's any other news that I might have missed. I think that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I mean, the only other thing. Um, uh. Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the only really interesting thing, and I don't see any like breaking news did it, did it, did it, and none, none, none of that none of that so yeah no cool all right uh stick around we'll be right back with what we've been playing and we're back ladies and gentlemen with the second segment and as always, it's what we've been playing. So, Sean Templar, what have you been playing? It's it's so hot, so I barely am in the mood to play anything. Um, so I, I've just been playing some Battlefield here and there. You know, mm-hmm. just still playing multiplayer. Um, it's still fun. Um, they brought out a new update recently. So what they've did done is they've um, made the, the character models look a bit more realistic compared to... Uh, how it was now because now they look super clean and, and neat and they've made them a bit more worn out a bit more scarred you know like kind of battle worn so that's mm-hmm. a really cool addition and they've also uh revamped one of the maps there's a map called kaleidoscope which is set in uh, south korea it's in this big metropolitan area a lot of urban combat but there was a lot of um 
open parts that you could easily get picked off because there was no cover. So they've added a lot of cover, like sandbags, forward operating bases. So there's a lot more uh, smaller battles taking place. Um, so that's really nice. Um, there's another map that they're going to do the same treatment to, which is called Renewal, which is basically this map set in Egypt, where one there's this a wall dividing the map, and then at the one side of the wall it's the desert, and the other side is this green, lush uh, farm environment where there are all sorts of buildings. So that, that they're going to revamp that soon. I think season two is also going to start soon. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, it's basically battlefield. You know, you have these battlefield moments, a lot of fun, a lot of dying. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, this is, well, I both die and and, and kill others as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, I, I've always been a battlefield fan. And when a battlefield game sucks, I've been honest about that as well. And with this one, I'm being honest. And I like the direction it's going into. I just wish that, the game launched like this instead of us having to wait six, seven months to get to this state because... Um, They're taking the Ubisoft approach, man. Yeah, but I'm afraid that it's going to do them more harm because a lot of people are just going to stay away from the game and then when Modern Warfare comes out, everybody's going to go massively play that, mm-hmm. whereas this game has loads of potential. Um, well, next week, uh, yeah? I mean, well... Modern Warfare also has to like last for like two years, so yeah, who knows? I mean, I read the other day that Microsoft says that it is not feasible for them to make Call of Duty an Xbox exclusive because it will simply not bring in a lot enough money to make it into a profit. Yeah. So we basically know by that way that like, hey, PlayStation is still going to get a Call of Duty in the coming years. They might just not get exclusive content, which is completely fine. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and next week on Thursday, I believe, uh, F1 Manager is coming out. So I'm really looking forward to that. The, 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 the development team has been releasing more and more little videos around uh, certain processes in the game. They've done a live stream last week. Uh, the funny thing is, is they did like this simulated season. So they did like uh, how the, the, the grid looks in 2030. And you saw the weirdest of combinations and the weirdest (laughs) teams that, like, the worst team right now became champion three years in a row. So it's really cool to see how you can go from a nobody to a hero, basically, in that game. Um, And from what I saw, that the customization and the the amount of of options you have in the game is pretty in-depth. There's, like, a lot of stuff you can tweak and there's a lot of data that you get. So I think like a lot of manager fans are going to enjoy this because there's a lot you can dive into. It's not like it doesn't look like a a superficial simple game. I think it's going to be one of those games where if you don't know a lot, you'll still have a lot of fun because you can, you know, have a a, a fun experience on the surface, but if you want to go deeper that there's enough there for you to bite into and to enjoy it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get it on PC and if you pre-order it now, you get five days earlier access, which is basically the 25th. Nice. So I am really looking forward to it. <laughs> ah, you pre-ordered it. Of course you did. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But uh, that's basically what I've been playing. What have you been playing? Uh, well, the heat also kind of got to me, but also a bunch of stuff happening all at once. Um, the first update to Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak came out uh, about a week ago as of this recording, uh, as of this episode going live. Um, 
so that was a little bit like oh okay um <laughs> kind of switch gears and play that a little bit played that on stream was i'm not i'm not at the rank to do the do the stuff that has been available for the update which kind of sucks um so i've been trying to like brute force my way to like master rank 10 um <laughs> which has not been easy and uh the okay so the thing is you've you've played monster hunter before right uh, only world yeah so you know you have two different things you can do you can hunt a monster so i.e kill it or you can catch a monster for some reason and i don't know why the meta is the way it is the meta currently is like um uh my my uh what my mod uh on on twitch lingling Ling, uh, it's like 60% and mostly, uh, what do you call them again? Light bow, light bow gun users or bow gun, heavy bow gun users mm-hmm. are the ones who will always, always systematically capture. So even if you want to kill the monster, by the time it gets weak enough to be captured, someone does a capture. Which sucks because I want to just kill it and just carve it up for parts. <sighs> And it really, it's really frustrating because sometimes it's fine if you capture a monster, but the rewards for capturing a monster are different from, ca- from uh, hunting a monster to death. Um, because for one, you get the parts that you carve, but you also get bonuses after the fact. And the bonuses differ from a capture and a hunt. And if there's a, if there's a part of armor, if there's a weapon that you want to you know, forge, and it requires you to hunt a monster, you're not getting that part if you capture it. So you have to either play it again solo, which is very annoying and very tedious, um, because you'll probably die more often than not, or you try and do it multiplayer and hope to crap that you don't have any light bowgun players. Sorry, light bowgun players. Um, And people are on the same wavelength and just do the kill. Ugh. So that has been so much fun. If you couldn't tell from the audio version, that was me being very sarcastic. <laughs> I think people understood that part. Um, so I've played that. Of course, I've been playing Xenoblade 3. And uh, uh, I did put that on a hold for like a week because I was very into like getting monster advancing in monster hunter um so i picked it up again recently and i um i'm still in i've i've gone from chapter three to chapter four uh three and four are pretty long chapters by the way i still haven't reached the end of chapter four um but there was this moment this boss battle man oh my god i almost cried like it was i was like gosh darn it like this game this game's story is way more grounded, if that's... It's a weird thing to say, but it's way more grounded in the stakes. The stakes are way higher. The to- The overall tone of the story is way more um, sobering. You know, it's like there's... there. It's, it's all about questioning mortality and, like, what it means to be, you know, of the opposing sides. Uh, when they had to, to put the differences aside and things change for them. And then all this stuff happens. Um, and even till now, apart from the story stuff, like gameplay stuff, more and more 
gameplay mechanics are still being revealed, even though I'm 40 hours in. Oh, and they're dude. really cool game mechanics because the way it like lets you learn these new mechanics is being distributed over a very good amount of time. So it's like, okay, you've gotten used to this mechanic. Okay, before this becomes stale to you, let's put in like a wrinkle and a twist that adds a new lever, a new layer of complexity to it, which you need to pay attention to. And um, basically, like, reinvigorates the gameplay aspects of the game, which I do like. Um, the game is also gosh darn gorgeous, and the music is just... I've, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. The music is just gorgeous. Like, probably... Like, if anything, I know that uh, Xenoblade 3 is probably not going to be contender of Game of the Year because the Xenoblade games have always been shafted by the Game Awards. but at the very least, the um, soundtrack, if that does not get nominated for best soundtrack of the year, I will truly know that people shaft good music. Because like, even if you just Google the soundtrack on YouTube and you listen to the soundtrack on YouTube, it's like, yeah, this is like peak. This is peak gaming music. Um, and I just wish more people would actually like play it it's nice to see more people playing it more people being interested in xenoblade um but it's also not the best thing to like stream that's why i've also not streamed it because i just want to experience the game for myself you know the story and like take it all in um outside of that i've been playing some taiko no tetsujin which oh, is wow. a drumming game i actually played it on on uh, stream uh, for a bit and people seem to like that oh. um Played some uh, anime songs and some uh, video game songs in there. It's basically like this drum game where you play on a Japanese taiko drum. Um, so if you've played Donkey Konga before back in the day on GameCube, it's kind of like that. Um, that's probably the closest thing I can compare it to, without it, without it, with, with, without it not making sense. Um, so it's very fun. Uh, I recently bought more DLC songs for it because they added a bunch more. And the new game is coming out this fall, and they're putting out a new drum controller, which I'm going to pre-order um, soon, So I, because I couldn't get the drum kit before, and it's super expensive when you buy it on the used market. But it's 75 euros for it new from Bandai Namco's own store. So I'm going to pre-order it there, and then when that comes in, that's going to be nice, and I could play it on an actual drum, like I did back in the arcade when I was in Japan, which is like the coolest thing ever. Um, also, playing Taiko no Tatsujin on the drums in, an, in a hot arcade, you get sweaty really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of that, have I played anything else? I probably have, but I don't really remember. Nope, nope, no, I don't. I want to say yes. No, I haven't played anything else though, outside of that. So that's it for me. Yeah, it's a short one, but uh, hey, maybe yeah. next time. I mean, it's hot. Bit... There are still a bunch of games that still need to be released. Splatoon 3 is coming out next month. Um, they had a direct for that. That was fun to watch. Um, did a live reaction on that as well. Um, they're adding some cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. I kind of want to play it again. Uh, I might play Splatoon 2 before, before it releases. 
Um, they are having a global uh, Splatfest on the 27th. Uh, so if you own a Switch and you're curious about Splatoon 3, that's probably the best time to try it out. So mark your calendars for August 27th. Um, make sure you have enough space on your Switch to download it and to participate. Nice. Yeah, that's it. On that note, we have come to an end of another episode of Game Rivals. Um, I hope you like the new setup. I don't know if we're going to stick to it, but hey, we like trying out new stuff. Thank you for tuning in. Um, You can find us on uh, your favorite podcasting platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Overcast. You name it, we're probably there. Um, You can find us on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore. You can find Maximilian on Twitter as well, at Maximilian. Um, You can find us on Instagram at Maximilian underscore X and at Game Rivals. Um, You can find Maximilian on Twitch as well, uh, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X. You can reach us through email, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. I think I have had them all. Yeah. And if you're listening on a podcasting service, uh, and that podcasting service allows for reviews. Please don't forget to leave us a review. Um, it helps with discoverability, the same as on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to like and comment. Uh, don't forget, of course, the most important thing. If you like the, the, the podcast, share it with friends, share it with family. Um, make, make that podcast uh, get more recognized by other people. On that note, I have been and always will be Sean Templer. And I have been and will always be Maximilian X. And we'll drum you on the next one. Later.